Hello, friends and neighbors in the audio radiance. I am Spider Robinson, the James Taylor of the Stone Age, coming to you from the home of the terminally confused Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye by Saturday night. As of 2019, all Area 51 recordings of Sci-Fi Saturday Night have been enhanced with riboflavin and more than seven essential audio nutrients to help augment your listening pleasure. Tonight in episode, is it 412? Yes, it's 412. We look forward with great excitement to listening to people talk and wonder, who the hell lives in 665? Uh, Do you have any idea how much a damn new water heater costs? And how does Rob Paulson create such cool voices? Interesting, perhaps. Candy Floss for the years, most certainly. On board for tonight's podcast. Sitting in the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Gaming Console and Help Desk, our own taciturn trouble wrangler and back alley freeform fencing champion for three years running, it's Kriana. Back in the Dank Dungeons, multiply award-winning Department of Ebook Printout Redundancy. Please join me in wel- welcoming Cyborg University's preeminent reference librarian, it's Zombrarian. I just want you to know, Dome, I finished chewing my dinner right before I had to unmute the microphone, and it was a really <laughs> close thing, and I needed to share that dramatic tension with the world. It's wonderful. Uh, also joining us tonight is uh, three-card Monty enthusiast and the man who thinks light sticks are magic and enjoys waterproof ukuleles, Awake by Java. Interesting fact. Okay. The gas pump was invented here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. By Robert Gas? <laughs> no, I don't oh. know who invented it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just know it was invented here. Okay. Good it to know. Invented, it was invented to pump kerosene, or uh, yeah, kerosene, I think. Um, but then eventually, when people got cars, that was the, that was that that was the thing. I'm saying that because I am driving and I need to get gas. Ah, well. And you'd think you'd think that on my drive home in the town where the gas pump was invented. There would be a gas pump. Well, you would think, yeah. You you would also think it's fairly difficult to podcast while driving, but evidently not. Heck no. (laughs) Heck no. And to me, I'm just a host, a man with the dream of having a single day without worrying about convention season anymore. They call me the Dome, as, as you've heard called me before by people who call me stuff tonight's talk cast could easily be titled 
It's <laughs> WrestleMania at the North Pole, Free Comic Book Day, and Granicon 2019. But instead, we're going to call it Every Guest is a Member of the Five Timers Club. Our first guest tonight, and we'll take a minute just to introduce them before we get to them specifically, is Chris Prue, owner of the comic book store voted Best of New Hampshire, to talk about two things. May the 4th's free comic book day and a very early preview of Granite Con 2019. Our second guest tonight is once again the prodigious and prolific George O'Connor here to talk about stuff because he's always doing stuff. So, George, Chris, welcome back, my friends. Yes, sir. Hey. Thank you, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chris. Free Comic Book Day is like a week and a half away as we speak. Yes. And That's Free Comic Book Day, for those of you who don't know it, started in 2002 uh, and has just grown to this spectacular series of events at your local comic stores uh, where you can get, oddly enough, free comics. But somehow at Double Midnight, which is, again, the preeminent comic book store or stores having two locations mm -hmm. in yep. Manchester and Concord, New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, it's somewhat of a large party. So, yeah, Chris, it's, a, it's our biggest party of the year. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about what it's going to be like this year. And how soon people can actually start camping out to be the first person in there and win a prize. Okay. Uh, well, the free time of the day is it's always our biggest day of the year. Uh, it's, an, it's an international celebration where comic shops can buy uh, comics for really cheap to give away. Uh, everybody kind of takes a hit along the way. So like Batman Comics, they kind of eat some of the costs. And the publishers eat some of the costs. And, you know, all to kind of get comics into people's hands because everybody's seeing, you know, the Avengers this weekend and all these movies and TV shows, but we want to give them a chance to check out the source material. Um, and then we kind of took the ball, like, you know, because basically, you know, it's just give out free comics, but we kind of took that and brought it to another level where we just throw a big party for free comic book day for a big celebration. So we have everything from, you know, cool cars to look at, uh, artists and costume contests and free giveaways and prizes it's it's, it's really bad so it's, it's a lot of work but we love it if you've ever been to your main store in manchester new hampshire and of course you have mm -hmm. but basically i'm talking to the listeners now mm -hmm. that whole area in front of the store which is normally a parking lot becomes a mini geek carnival <laughs> for lack yeah, of a better a, word yeah yeah it's a, and, you know, it's a big party on our parking lot and there's 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 balloons and toys and games and artists and 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 uh ectomobiles and batmobiles mm -hmm. and whatever else you can think of what special is happening this year this year um well, we have a bunch of artists that are going to be setting up. Um, a lot of local folks setting up, uh, kind of doing their uh, to uh, show off their artwork, sell some prints, do some uh, sketching. 
throughout the day. Um, you know, like, so we have our, our big costume contest. So it's a great chance for people to come out and show off their costumes. Maybe you don't need to necessarily participate in the costume contest, but it's a good chance to, uh, you know, come out and rock out your costume and have some fun. Uh, you know, we have a sale that goes on, on, uh, as mentioned that we do door prizes like the first 100 people in line get a, uh, some kind of prize, uh, with the, uh, the first person online getting the biggest and craziest prize back. Um, and then it goes on like the first 10, 25, 50. Um, and then I think last year, the break, Oh God, I think some people started camping out Thursday. I want to say like Thursday morning. And then I heard something crazy. Somebody talking about like maybe like, Wednesday or Tuesday, just getting out there crazy early. To Literally for a couple of days prior to mm -hmm. that front yeah. of the store becomes tent city. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I was very lucky last year to be in the first 100, got a really cool print and a really cool book. Uh, and mm -hmm. that was fun. But it was mm -hmm. also like um, Drew and I live streamed from the very back of the line trying to figure out what the count was actually going to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's always fun. It, it runs all day. So if you're not in line for this first 100, you can come mm -hmm. through at, at, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and, mm -hmm. and there's still a bunch of people, and there's still mm -hmm. tons of free comic books. And yeah. you usually also have sales throughout the day as well. Yep, uh, always. So, uh, it, it's, it's, it's become much grander than anybody ever expected it to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, the Manchester locations, big party, a lot of stuff going on, big lines and everything. We kind of tell people that, you know, if you get kids and you, you don't really want to wait through the lines, we encourage people to check out our Concord location, which is where like. Emily, uh, Emily Drew and Kids Con New England, they'll be set up there and they've got a lot of kids, uh, kid friendly events and the lines are shorter. So you can kind of get in and out pretty quickly. Um, so like it's got a kind of different flavor up there in Concord. And so, but, um, you know, like I said, there's, there's going to be comics all day long for people to come in and scoop up. And, and you also get a chance to like meet artists, talk to artists, talk to comic creators. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's literally, as close to a mini con as you can get without it yep. actually being that because usually at conventions, they don't give that much stuff away. <laughs> oh God. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's been a wonderful relationship between sci-fi Saturday night and, and, uh, granite con and double midnight for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed, this year, very early on, uh, you started jumping out promos for uh, for GraniteCon, and yeah, I mean, this is much earlier than you normally do. Mm -hmm. But uh, all of a sudden, you were starting to talk uh, on both the Facebook page and your web page about uh, events that are going on, and uh, some really, really wonderful. Uh, guests that you've got coming in this yeah. year uh, mm -hmm. a, a particular favorite of mine is uh rob paulson yep yep we uh we're, we're celebrating the uh, 35th anniversary of the 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we got all four guys that did the the voices for the cartoon, the original cartoon. And Which is the, the coolest thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is Rob's second second turn at at Granicon. He was there sure. for the Animaniacs uh, reunion about mm-hmm. four or five years ago. Yeah, and that was that was a wonderful time too. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a chance to talk to him back then, um, yep. and also uh, as long as you're getting the voices for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this year, you've also got Kevin Eastman coming. Yes, yep. No, it's kind of uh, kind of all fell into place. Like there was a chance that he wasn't going to be able to do it, but then he said he could do it. So we're like, perfect. It's the 35th anniversary of the Turtles. You know, they started here in New Hampshire, so we're like, awesome. You know, so then we kind of started putting things together. Like we've got a few of the artists that have worked on Ninja Turtles over the years, like uh, Steve Levine and Jim Lawson and Ben Bishop. And then, you know, we've got the, the guys that did the voices. So it all kind of came together nicely. And there's a few more things that we're working on. Like, so if you're a big Turtles fan, that uh, we'll be rolling out in the in the coming months. So, Oh, yeah. come on. You can, you, you can certainly give us a little something. Besides There'll be some cool places. Public. Some cool places to take pictures. I'll give you that. Oh, so, outstanding! Yeah. So, mm-hmm. for for people who are not familiar with GraniteCon, and if you're not familiar with it, shame on you because it's mm-hmm. the Northern New England's kind of premier event. This year, it is being held September 14th and 15th at the DoubleTree by Hilton Manchester, right in downtown Manchester. Uh, it goes for uh, that both Saturday and Sunday, which makes sense because it's the 14th and 15th. And sorry, I uh, had to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you've got special booking rates for people coming in from out of town at the DoubleTree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got a, a bunch of people that you're working with to make things happen this year, uh, besides mm-hmm. having Sci Fi Saturday night be there. And this will be like. Gosh, almost the tenth or eleventh year we've been there. Gotta be, yeah. Which is which is kind of really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also got KidsCon coming there as well. Yep. Uh, yep. Monkeys in Pajamas Media. <laughs> and they do like a lot of our um, our uh, video production, and um, yeah, so like all our Facebook Live videos and stuff, and all the new videos you see afterwards. Joe puts that stuff together. So, and right now you're looking for people for to be in in the vendors, and an artist mm-hmm. Sally. Correct. And if yep. vendors and, and, and people are looking for that, all of their information they need is on the website granitestategranitecon dot com. Correct. And uh, it's. For us, it's a great event because, frankly, it's right around the corner, <laughs> yep. which which yep. makes it one of the easiest conventions I ever have to work. But by the same token, it's also a convention that has just grown exponentially over the time that we've been affiliated with you guys from like a, a, a single small room at a hotel to a larger and larger and just taking over the entire ground floor, which is what you've got now at this point. Are, are you looking to keep it at that size again this year? Uh, we have we have some potential things that we're working on um, that will allow us to kind of do some stuff. We're looking to expand into some mini events around downtown Manchester. 
Um, oh, nice. So like working with like the makerspace across the street um, and then some of the other um, uh, businesses downtown. Um, so that's kind of something we'll be rolling out hopefully soon. As soon as we nail everything down, we can kind of say like, hey, here's all the cool stuff that's going to be happening. So right, now my favorite cool thing that happened like two years ago was the food truck food court uh, mm-hmm. right outside the southern uh, southern entrance. Which and there were like I think six or seven food trucks there, just going all day long, and it was really yep. all kinds of different food. Any chance mm-hmm. we're going to see that again? I don't know if we're going to bring the food trucks back because we there's a lot of great restaurants that have opened up in in Manchester, and we kind of want to support them and drive traffic. So we're kind of doing a little more coordination because we've seen that like in the past couple of years where like. You know, this bar has everybody dressed up, and this place has a special, and ah. this place has a special. So we're trying to kind of gather all the information because we kind of find out some information like late or during the convention. Like you know, um, you know, like if you go like like last year, the bookery had a thing where like if you showed up in costume, you got a free donut. You know, like we kind of want to coordinate all that stuff and you know, nice. send people out to the downtown places and like, hey, if you show your badge here, you'll get this, and they've got this drink menu, and you know. Um, so that's something we're really working to coordinate this year. One so, of the like, things well, I love a good food truck. Hey, who doesn't? You know, I want to support. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that uh, GraniteCon does really, really well is having ancillary events going on throughout the convention uh, performances. I know you had Mark Pinkston there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think two years in a row. Uh, yep. The uh, the nerd magician doing his uh, mm-hmm. his Doctor Who uh, yep. show and that was just amazing. Uh, a mm-hmm. number of of smaller uh, events as well and and mm-hmm. and uh, so if you're coming, you can just come to walk the the main floor. But as mm-hmm. you walk the rest of the downstairs, there's all kinds of other things all going on as well. Yep. Yeah, that'll be interesting this year because they they just finished all the renovations to the hotel. So like last year, the lobby area was all chopped up. Uh, yeah, that's like true. A beautiful restaurant down there. So like it's got you know now all the work is complete and it looks great. So so I'm hoping that with uh, with GraniteCon about four months away at this point, July, August, okay. September. Yeah, mm-hmm. about three three okay, four okay. months away. Uh, mm-hmm. that we'll have you back again in, uh, like early August okay. and that way we can talk some more about what's going on and, and things that are happening with it and, uh, okay. give people a chance to, uh, get together and, and go to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the premier events in Northern New England, without a doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the largest conventions around and it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, an all age event that is absolutely fun for mm-hmm. everybody young kids and old people like me as well and everybody in between mm-hmm. <laughs> chris thank you thank you so much my friend right, always good talking to pleasure. you all right and uh we'll see you again in about a month or two okay sounds good cool thank you so much sir all right. thanks guys all right always a pleasure all right. all right joining us now is uh a guy who was supposed to be on last week, and we're going to talk about why he couldn't make that happen. <laughs> George O'Connor joins us. 
to talk about uh, stuff. George, welcome back to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Thank you so much. We actually connected this week. Yeah, it's before very I start monologuing, yes. Before I start monologuing for half an hour, because we've down, gone down this path before, and we know that's what happens. Yeah, uh, I just want to tag something on what Chris is talking about with Free Comic Book Day, because he he probably wouldn't say it, but he alluded to it. It's called Free Comic Book Day, but these stores don't get these books for free. They have to lay out a good chunk of to have these books available to people. So I highly encourage, if you're going to participate either, you know, at Chris's store, um, any other store for free comic book day, grab the free comics because they're good stuff. But also look around. Chris talked about, you know, they're going to have sales. Other stores are going to have sales. Help the stores pay for the stuff that you're getting for free by picking up that trade you've always been curious about or picking up a run that you've always wanted to check out and, you know, support the stores that are supporting an awesome event. Absolutely. It's, 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 uh, <clears throat> it's a day where they give back, but it's also a day that the community says to the comic book store, Hey, we really like having you around. So let them know that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were supposed to be here on last week's show, which of course never happened because somehow you ended up in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out with old people. And sometimes old people like to be cliches. So, um, like many people, uh, my son's April vacation was last week. And by law, during April vacation, you must bring the grandchild to visit the grandparents down in Florida, which we did. Um, but my parents, uh, who are wonderful human beings, and I am blessed that they are my parents, uh, they are living the old Persian cliche of not really understanding why internet is important in 2019. <laughs> um, so in my attempt to connect last week, uh, it, we first started out at the lo local mall because I figured maybe I can steal the food court's Wi-Fi and we can have a conversation there, uh, which was quickly blown up when we connected I said hello, and I think you said, oh my god, why are you in an airplane factory? And so, immediately, the food court uh, was not going uh, with all the background noises. So that went to running outside with my laptop, uh, which just got crappy connections. Uh, then it was a desperate attempt to run to my mom's car, and and connect my computer through a Wi-Fi hotspot, that didn't work. So then that led to a very furious five-minute drive from the mall back to my parents' house to uh, try and connect there, which did not work. Then we tried the landline, and apparently their landline is crap too. So <laughs> we went through every potential... Uh, we also had the dial through my phone, uh, which, you know, apparently like T-Mobile in the Naples, Florida area sucks as well. So I truly believe we tried every possible way to connect last week. And the best we got was, well, it sounds like you're in a nice tin can. 
So, and, so that is why we are here now and not last week. And all we were trying to do was talk about your Kickstarter, which was in the middle of being uh, kicked at that point. And, and so we said, okay, fine. We'll talk about it next week. Hopefully things will be okay with it. And, and sure enough, you're, you're a week to 10 days away and, uh, you've already met your goal. Yes. Yes. Um, this is the fourth Kickstarter I've run in total. This is kind of like the third in a row, uh, uh, where you know we've done one every six months at this point, and it's we've built a nice l- little bit of momentum. Um, where the people who have been supporting us forever and a day are still have our backs, uh, um, which has been wonderful. Uh, but along the way, we've started picking up people um, from you know they find us in one. Uh, Kickstarter and they dig us, they dig what we do and they follow us to the next one. Uh, um, so this time around we are launching the graphic novel version of our of our story, Silent Night. And that's the same project that we were talking about six or seven months ago when you just had, no it was almost a year ago at this point, wasn't it? When you had just um, come out with issue number one. Yes. So last November, uh, we kickstarted the first issue. Um, and it was kind of like, like an oversized version. So, you know, whole story and then a whole bunch of extras in the back. Uh, and it and it went well. You know, we overfunded that thing as well. Um, and it was a nice kind of like proof of concept where, you know, does anybody else, you know, the, the idea of a, a crime fighting crime noir saying, Santa Claus, who will headbutt people to help the good children out there. Does this idea sound interesting to anybody else? Um, and, you know, it's it, dollars talk, right? Like, if we're just going to get kind of, like, gross and bottom line with it all, um, you know, people voted with their dollar and said, yes, that, you know, a crime-fighting, crime-noir Santa Claus is something I want to see. Um, um, and so we were able to successfully fund uh, the first issue. And then we decided, well, what do we, we want to do? Because we had the whole book, you know, finished. The book is done. This has been close to two or three years of kind of like consistent hard work uh, with the artists on the book. Uh, Dafu Yu is the penciler and inker and Leslie Atlantsky uh, is the colorist on the book, and we've been plugging along on this. It's a four issue series, like I said, for two or three years. Um, and it's been an absolute joy to collaborate with Leslie and Dafu. It's been a blast to see their pages, uh, see their takes on on this story. Uh, you know, their expertise being put onto the page and bringing the story to life. And I guess I'm a bit impatient where you know maybe we should have gone to issue two and then issue three and then issue four but like i said this whole thing is on my laptop and i want to get it off i want to get it into the world you know um (laughs) i don't do this stuff just to just for myself you know the point is to get it out there and share it with people 
So we decided, you know, let's just dive in. People seem to dig the first issue. Um, you know, another way that, that kind of like gave us a little bit of confidence is a lot of people jumped from that Kickstarter over to our mailing list. Um, and that's a great sign when they're going to go from, you know, I don't know who you are to, all right, I see what you're doing. I dig what you're doing. I want to be in constant contact. I want to know what you're doing, you know, every month, um, which is huge. It's a wonderful boost. Um, so like, so we decided, you know what, let's kind of like a head of convention where, you know, we're we've been do you know you know quick side note do you know that we just celebrated our nine year friend anniversary? yeah i do know that which is really freaking cool man uh yeah it is yeah Yeah, (laughs) i remember so nine years ago boston comic-con sat next to each other yeah satan steal your baby (laughs) yes and get yes, stopped. Yes, it was by wonderful. And we got police. so many. <laughs> yeah, um, side note. Um, while you may think it's funny to have someone dressed up as Satan carry away your toddler while the mother screams, No, 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 I didn't understand what I signed. <laughs> Give me my baby back. The while you might think forgiving. it's funny, no, they would like to know more about what, what you're talking about. <laughs> They would I'm like sorry. More information, please. We had five people sitting at our table laughing our asses off the entire time. <laughs> it was oh, as funny oh, as I ever. It was such a wonderful, <laughs> and it cemented our friendship. It really did. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is nine years of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. You know, taking an active, proactive interest in support and you know the wide-ranging amount of stuff i'm doing and i you know i will say it i say it every time i come on and i will keep saying it you know on air or just face to face when i give you hugs that maybe last a little too long for your comfort um that you know i thank you guys so much for the support and the energy you have no idea the the buoyance that that gives us you know as because you know making stuff can be hard um, but when you've got people like yourself supporting us, you know, you never know when you need, you know, that, that life raft. Um, and that, I can't thank you guys enough for that. That kind of creation tends to come out of solitary confinement more than anything else. And that's not how, mm-hmm. you work. and that's not how we work either. It's like, you know, I so look forward <clears throat> for example, to plastic city comic-con this year, because I know yes. you're going to be there. Yes. Yes. I just liked your post about that. Um, yeah. And it's wonderful. I mean, you know, you know, now, you know, now this is classic dome and George. We're about to spin off into our third topic. Um, um, but this, this, (laughs) this, um, I'm sorry, but we're both laughing at what Kiana just posted in Skype, which is the bromance continues. And she's absolutely right. It (laughs) does. It is strong and it is forever. Um, but I mean, the, this community, this this that that you meet through cons that carries over through Free Comic Book Day, you know, bringing it all, all around, um, is amazing. You know, it, it's it's why when someone's 
want, you know, says, oh, you know, I have an idea for a comic, but I don't jump in immediately and, and encourage anybody to do it, to give it a shot, because the amount of support and positive energy you find in this community, whether it is, you know, a table made at a con, whether it is, um, you know, through through something like Sci-Fi Saturday Night, you know, through a podcast, through a website, through a re review site, um, or just peers, you know, um, who are willing to teach and give advice and, you know, just, you know, be for well, you is, you know, it's tremendous. It's nine years in. And by, and by the same token, sorry, you know, when, when, when we've done projects and I've said, hey, George, you know, how would you like to write a short story for uh, an anthology that I'm doing? And you went, uh, I don't write short stories. And I went, yes, you do. You just think that they're comics, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and, and know, that's. No, go ahead. And, and that short story was uh, a really important part of, of, of uh, the first volume of My Peculiar Family, as well as you doing the promotion videos for, for volume one and one of the promotion videos for volume two. I mean, you know, it's, there's a reciprocity here that, that crosses the boundaries of I'm doing this because it's good for us. No, we're doing it because it's fun. Yes. And that's ultimately what this is all about because because no one is is here getting rich off of all this stuff um we <laughs> sure. do it we do it because we do it because there is a love there is a you know on on my side there's a love of creating and sharing you know on your side there's a love of creating and sharing but then also you're you're a beacon sci-fi saturday night is a beacon of stuff that you think is cool and that you think other people, other like-minded individuals will find cool as well. Right. And so you prop us up and, and give us your, uh, your, your endorsement, your trust, you know, you help drop barriers, um, which is tremendous. I mean, you can't put a price tag on that, um, because we're all looking for, you know, supporters people who are who new re readers new listeners that type of thing and when you have something like this you know two entities whether it is a dome and a george or a sci-fi saturday night and homeless comics that get each other um that dig each other that that vibe on the same wavelength like it is it's just this big feedback loop of well, well how can i elevate them and then, you know, the ball gets passed around. Well, how can Sci-Fi Saturday Night elevate George? And that gets passed around. Well, how can George help elevate Sci-Fi Saturday Night, right? And it just goes back and forth um, because, you know, because we get it and we see the passion and the love that each of us have. Um, and, you know, bringing it all the way around, when you go to a con, either as a fan or, you know, as, as a first-time convention, you know, tabler, you're you're just surrounded by people that are like-minded individuals. Um, and I mean, the, 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 the sheer amount of like positive people versus dicks. You like, it's so rare to run into a dick. 
Um, it is so it rare is so, that when you do, you're almost stunned by the dickishness. <laughs> yes. And, but then there are a whole bunch of other people that will go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, she, you know, they, yeah. They, you know, it's like, it's so <laughs> rare. Everybody knows. Yeah. You know? um, so it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It's that encouragement that you know, gives you, I don't know, gives you the safety net to try something, right? Um, you know, bringing it all the way back around, you know, so Silent Night, the graphic novel coming to Kickstarter because of the support that we got, both, you know, kind of like that verbal support, that, that, that social support of the thumbs up, the hearts, and then also, you know, the Kickstarter support. Where, like, it, you can't get more tangible than here's my money. Please give me, me a thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, so, and so, you know, we're taking all of that and, you know, we're, we're leaning into our impatience a bit. So right now on Kickstarter, you can look up Silent Night, the graphic novel. Um, and it's the four issues our crime noir detective taking on one last case before going up to the North pole for his, uh, well job. And like every good crime noir, that last job doesn't go as well as, uh, you'd hope it would. And, and so we just, you know, we, we now have uh, a punchy St. Nick. <laughs> you, you know, and you know, I don't know. This might be the year without Santa Claus. There's some there's some bad people who would very much like to see that. I don't know what's going to happen. There's only one way to find out. Yeah, you got to buy the book. You, there's no question about it. When I first read issue number one, I think the first thing that I said to you was, uh, "This is so George," <laughs> because it is so. It is got that that air of normalcy, and then there's just a little bit of a twist to it that gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until all of a sudden you're in a different place. And this, uh, you know, is, is in some ways based on, uh, uh, the whole Marvel thing of going through Spider-Man noir and, and Batman noir, which was <laughs> kind of redundant, but you know, to, to bring, to bring Santa noir, was uh, just one of those things that, well, let me put it to you this way. Somebody once said to me, how do you describe George O'Connor? And I said, well, it's very simple. Imagine if you would. It wasn't the police? No, it wasn't the police or a sketch artist. But what I said (laughs) to them was, imagine if you could that George Cleese played heavy metal bass. That's George O'Connor. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I mean, um, so, I mean, like, going way back in time, this whole, whole Silent Night idea is literally eight or nine years old. Um, two friends of mine, Joseph Bouvier and Tony DeMauro, uh Joseph kind of had this idea of, you know, this crime-fighting, crime-noir Santa Claus. Um, and immediately Tony and I 
were, you know, were, you know, tell me more, tell me more about this. Um, we knew each other. Uh, I mean, Tony and I have been friends for 25 years at this point. Uh, uh, Joseph was a friend I met through uh, the the film the the Boston film scene, and we just hit it off. We enjoyed working with each other, and so he he had this idea of silence. And Tony, Joseph, and I had some wonderful evenings kicking this story around. Um, um, just you know, it's what I love about making anything, which is the collaboration. The three of them, the three of us, coming together for a couple hours hours you know one of us riding a laptop and putting the story and it was a blast and at the end of it, it's like man i'm gonna be really bummed if this story never sees the light of day um and then for many years it uh it didn't see the light of day um and while it was kind of sitting there on you know my computer i started getting into the comics world and making these comics um, and then there was just kind of a boiling point where I was like, you know what? I bet this story that Joseph and I and Tony came up with, I bet this could be, you know, a, a comic miniseries. Um, and with Joseph and Tony's blessing, they let me take it into the comic book world. Um, and I mean, I, I, this isn't here without their creativity and it also isn't here without their trust. You know, this was our baby. Um, and they, they let me run with it. Um, and I can't thank them enough. Um, and when you kind of get into the graphic novel, uh, you'll also see how we, how it, uh, didn't, didn't launch twice, um, through, through, you know, just life being lifey. We tried to bring this comic to life two other times and the stars just didn't align. Um, with I know that feeling. Alan oh. Vickers, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like there's no, you know, Alan Vickers and uh, Richard Clark were two are are still two very good friends of mine, two incredible, and we they started putting pen to paper, pencil to paper, um, and life just got lifey, you know, it it just it just did, um, it kind of put it puts a spotlight on. Anything you read, watch, consume, it, it's a goddamn mirror. You're reading it, you're watching it, you're consuming it to begin with. Um, and, you know, the, this is people, you know, with, with their hearts in the right places, wanting to make a thing happen. And then, you know, like I said, the stars just misaligning. Um, the third attempt it, it was, and, and we were able to pull it off with Dafu Yu, and Leslie Atlansky. Um, and I'm, I'm thrilled how it came out. Um, seeing people's reaction to it has been wonderful. You know, because I know how long and how hard Dafu and Leslie have been working on this. Um, and so to, to see people open up the books and, and, you know, be blown away, be impressed, start pointing out panels frames pages of the book that strike them it's been it's been wonderful because like i said i know how hard they've been working and i also know how wonderful they are as collaborators and i'm so thrilled to be able to to get their hard work and their talents into the world where when we were th you know putting the book together 
It's like, well, what else do we want to do? Obviously, we'll put the four issues in there. But it's like, well, we got to spotlight, you know, we got to spotlight the talent that went into this book. Um, you know, the talent that maybe nobody is go- would have seen any other way. You know, Alan's work, uh, Richard's work, the behind-the-scenes stuff of how Dafu and Leslie brought these pages to life. I just wanted to throw a massive, you know, as much of a spotlight as we could on the artists that brought this thing to life. Because, again, it's a goddamn miracle we're here. Um, um, you know, it's a, it's a miracle and a t- ton of hard work. Um, and so that's kind of the, the, the theme of the graphic novel is, you know, just look, look at what goes into making this, you know, put, putting this into your hand. It, it, it wasn't luck. It wasn't magic. It was hard work and determination and talent. And I really wanted to, to, Put those eyeballs and put that spotlight on Dafu, Leslie, Alan, and Richard. The interesting thing, too, is the kind of rewards that you've got uh, make their way from a digital copy for $10. Uh, and it amazes me that people want the physical copy. You've, you've sold more of the physical copy than you have the digital copy. And I'm so happy for that. I'm truly happy for that. Because for me, there's nothing better than having that book in your hand, flipping the pages by hand. I did, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's age. Maybe I'm just an old person. But I like the book. And you've, sold, you've got more copies of this book sold in the Kickstarter than anything else. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think comics for a and still a large majority of buyers and readers, comic books are a tactile thing. Um, um, you know, we have been you know whatever it was eight or ten years ago when comicsology got introduced that oh this is the death of and you know we're almost a decade into digital comics being a legit obtainable thing. And we've learned digital is not the death. It's, you know, it's, it's an extension. Um, so it's, and yeah, I, it is, it is, you know, kind of an, 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 a tactile thing. Um, there is a definite high and euphoria that comes with, when UPS drops off a pallet of books and you cut open that first, you know, that, that first brown box and there they are the books in real life, you know? Um, and so I, I love the fact that, that yes, we, uh, a ton of the, the hard copies. Um, and what I'm also enjoying is people, you know, we've cut, got a bunch of other this whole kickstarter thing art yeah you know it's it's and it's, it's again putting a spotlight on dafu and leslie where, where uh some limited rewards i'm really excited about um one is like i mentioned this is a crime fighting crime noir santa claus who goes through this story beating bad, bad guys up to do good job you know to do good deeds and so we're you we're giving people the option of having a, a custom sketch 
made of Santa beating you up. Um, and <laughs> yes. you know, we've we've got four we've got four poses to choose from. You can be ch- choked out, knocked out, head butted, or need you know knee to the gut. Um, and reward when we did um, the number one issue. I think we only had two. I think we had the choke out and the right cross. Um, but for this one, uh, you know, people still dug the idea, but we wanted to add two more. So we added two more uh, potential uh, scenes to it. Uh, and if you go to the Kickstarter page, you can see the layout of the four. And then we also do have um, one of it again. This was such a wonderful thing. One of the backers who bought, um, you know, himself, I think, getting choked out. Um, he sent me a photo a couple weeks after the campaign, and it was a picture of these custom rewards framed on his wall. Wow, um, nice. Which is just, it's just, it's wonderful, right? Because you, you hope, one, you hope you're creating rewards actually want you know um and then you know you hope that they dig them once they they see the final but have to somebody to go so far as to then mount it and frame it and put it on their wall that awesome that that is such a huge huge smile on my face um so again if you, you go to the kickstarter uh, reward page uh the kickstarter campaign page not only can you see the four poses but you can see what it looks like when it's done uh, yep. so you know and, and it's fun it's a way to become a part of the story um on my end uh i I will write your letter to Santa Claus as a way to kind of like keep you on the nice list. So um, the way it works is, you know, you give me one thing that you think you need to explain to Santa that that maybe looks bad on the with a little. You'll see that it's not that bad. And then give me one idea that definitely should keep you on the good list. uh, and then I'll go off and I'll craft a uh, two-paragraph uh, letter to Santa Claus written on your behalf. Uh, and you can see uh, an excerpt of that on the page as well. And again, the same backer, uh, he went with the tier where you got the custom sketch and the custom letter, and he framed both. Uh, uh, and again, you can see those those photos on the Kickstarter page. Um, but it's just... it. Like I said, you you do all of this hoping people dig it and that you execute well and that you meet, if not exceed, expectations. Because I back I have back over hundred Kickstarters at this point. I have backed some wonderful ones, and I have backed some that live the cliche of you know. And this is why you never back anything on Kickstarter, right? I've hundred plus campaigns. I have spread the gamut, so. You know, you definitely don't, you definitely want, you don't want to ruin the platform for the next person, right? Like, so if we, <laughs> did, if we did, you know, we did the, the, our, our graphic novel for our, our comic book baby 
a year ago. Um, and then we come back in November with Silent Night number one. And then we come back this April with Silent Night, the graphic novel. And, you know, you don't want to be the person that, you know, gets their rewards back and go, well, this is this is a crappy plan. I'm, you know, I don't get what I was promised or, you know, I'm underserved or this thing is underbaked. Um, and the next time someone brings up a Kickstarter that sounds cool, I might not back it because I got burned the last time. No, I mean, you know, beyond wanting to produce and deliver, you know, on, on what we promise, I want to make sure sure that the next time kickstarter is brought up to this person uh that they they don't they have a positive reaction you know i don't want to mess up somebody else's campaign in july because we screwed up our end of the bargain um you know so we do things like make sure the book is done we launched the kickstarter you know uh, 124 page print ready pdf is on my computer the printer has been selected. As soon as the funds, you know, go through, this PDF is off. We're not going to wait. It's not going to be, you know, waiting a year or so for pages to come in and that type of thing. Uh, no, we're we want to get this out as fast as possible as well. Because uh, again, we're impatient. You know, uh, I think there will always be a part of me that will be nine years old, which is running up to you know my. <laughs> parent and go look at what i made you know except now i am much more than nine but you know when you go to what what is 12 convention going to 12 conventions a year than the inner nine-year-old going look at what i made tell me i'm pretty you know <laughs> uh, or are we there yet are we there yet are we there yeah. yet <laughs> hey george um before before, oh, I, just, what, before I yeah, let yeah. go of you um for for the nine years that we've known each other, I have never once gotten yes. a chance to talk to you about your alter ego. That part of you that the people who see you at Comic-Cons don't actually know about, which is being a bass player for Swarm of Eyes. Well, it's, it's guitar. The only reason I want to really point that out is our bass player, Jeff, is a tremendous bass player. Um, I, he is somebody that I just flat out admire. So I, you know, I don't want to be mistaken for him at all because he is so good and so much fun to be a part of, um, Jeff rules. So I play guitar, not as well as Jeff plays bass. But I play <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah. Uh, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I figured out who, what this was, I, I went over to your website and started clicking around and going. This is like truly good metal and it's Thanks. fun and you guys are having a great time. How did you get into this portion? I mean, we have over the years examined every single portion of your life, your, your family <laughs> life, your, your comic book life, your writing life, your wrestling fun. Uh, but we never talked about <laughs> metal. How did that happen? All right. Um, I will try and do the, which of course is a lie. Um, so 
I can trace it back to my friends from high school, Carl and Martin Bridge, who I am still, you know, friends with and I, I love to death. Uh, they were into metal before me and they played me Metallica's Ride the Lightning. And I heard the song Ride the Lightning and went crap. It just, there was something about it. Um, and clearly many, many years later hasn't taken its talons out. Um, when I do think about it and break it down, uh, the reason I still love playing this music, knowing full well, there isn't a heavy metal mansion coming over the horizon. You know, I spent my late teens into my early thirties working to try and get that rock and roll mansion. Um, like we said, miracles. It takes a miracle. And, you know, it didn't. Um, what I did realize was I just still love playing music and I love playing music with people. Um, and what it is about metal, when I, you know, when I have kind of thought about it, is I love the, the pure volume and power. Like, the, like, again, that tactile feeling of this is is loud i love feeling the volume um whether it's on stage or in in the practice room it is still something that makes my hair stand on my arm when when we play um i love that metal it's a precision instrument um it is it is playing fast it is playing intricate, um, and at least the way I like to play metal is it's supposed to be tight. It's supposed to be five people, each kind of with, with their own marching orders, but it all works together. It all complements each other. Um, so that, you know, when you break it down, that is why I am still metalhead you know to this day why i still get excited and inspired by hearing other things why i will still run into my i i did this re recently i had a dream and i woke up and i was like what was that riff in that dream and i ran down into my basement studio i quickly said hi and i love you to my son basement you know trying to figure the thing out um, it's clearly not something I'm done with. So that's, that's George, a good metal guitar player in general. Swarm of Ice specifically is we all knew each other back when we were all trying to get that heavy metal, you know, back in the early 2000s. We were all in separate bands. Um, and we ended, we, we, we would cross paths here, um, and then, you know, time passes. Uh, uh, the lead singer in the band, Randy Carter, we've actually known each other for about 20 plus years at this point. Um, and one day we just found ourselves in the same Wendy's at the same lunchtime in downtown Crossing. Um, <laughs> and it had been a while since we'd talked to each other. Um, and he was like, what are you doing? You know, right now, I'm like, oh, nothing. How about you? He was like, nothing. We should do. And it was just. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, and so we started laying down 
down the the tracks of what Swarm of Eyes is, which is what I wanted to do. Knowing that I come through this other side of that whole rock and roll mansion thing, where where it was, well, if I'm just doing this for myself and to have fun, um, I just then let's just make this un, unapologetic and let's make this fun. So we just we just started writing that we wanted to hear. That was it. We started off like this is a band that has to make two people happy, and that's it. If nobody else, then Randy and I like these songs. That's all that mattered. We then added uh, Derek Albertelli, who was in a band in a previous band with Randy, who I had known, who's a tremendous guitar player. Um, um, I think he, he and I are wonderful uh, uh, partners in that he does things that I can't imagine doing, and I have a little different mentality than he does. We have enough of the Venn diagram that we can work together and enough that's separate that we complement each other. So Derek came in. Um, he had a bunch of songs, and then he and I wrote some songs together. Near the end of our first album, uh, Jeff Grossman, our bass player, uh, we kind of talked him into coming in and in that first album he laid down uh three bass tracks on it um and then it was done and then it was a well now what do we do with this thing and the idea was well let's see if it's got legs let's play it out um and so we called in tommy burke uh again who had played with randy in a previous band who i knew from bands from at that point 10 years ago um and he was he was into it um and the key swarm of eyes work for seven years is literally on that first practice. When we got together, we just kind of laid it out on the line that the point of swarm of eyes is to have fun, to enjoy each other's time together. That's it. If, if it's not fun, it's not worth it. We are here to make five people happy. Uh, and we've been able to keep that. For seven years, where you know, because life gets lifey, there are children involved, there are wives involved, there are girlfriends involved. That you know, life decides, you know, it's going to overrule for a moment, and we're well, all, you know. Um, so when we do get together, we still really love getting together in the same room, hanging out, and making music together. I never thought I would actually say this, but if you want to catch Swarm of Eyes, you can see them at the Midway Cafe at Jamaica Plain, Mass. on uh, the 27th of April. If you want to see George, you can see him at Plastic City Comic Con in Fitchburg on July 13th. Be sure and check out his Kickstarter, Silent Night, because it's freaking amazing. George, thank you so much, my friend. I can't thank you and everybody who puts this together enough. Thank, thank you, man. Saturday, I'm 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 Saturday
because as we applied our introduction we're looking some amazing stuff look at fuckballsonline.com now with hot sauce they'll be coming soon hey Jojo we love you many thanks to the gang everybody time tunnel the sweetheart of the Brianna ladies from the roll of Hills brain thanks for the fish appreciation the job this dome saying Terry and Jack is less air joy thus we'll talk enjoy the chaos